through my years of uh, competing in physique competitions at a national level and pushing my body to its extremes and pushing mentally to build the business, I've had to learn a lot about optimizing sleep because I knew as soon as sleep wasn't anywhere near optimal, it wasn't serving me well. Therefore, I couldn't go off and do the things that I wanted to do and perform at the level that I needed. So over the years, the decades, I've had to learn a lot about the optimization of sleep. So in this podcast episode, I'm going to give you my top 25 sleep hacks. Let's go get it. Meet your host, Andy Naylor. Andy is a men's physique transformation expert, competitive physical champion, and a multi-six-figure business owner who has helped thousands of busy, high-achieving men get into the best shape of their lives and reconnect with their inner alpha. On this show, Andy is going to share with you his playbook on feeling healthy again, avoiding the common pitfalls successful men fall into, dropping 20 to 30 pounds of fat, and building a physique you can finally be proud of. And the transformations aren't just physical either. You're going to learn how meeting your personal goals will help support your professional achievements, giving you that true alpha mentality. Let's go. So, Alphas, welcome back to the show. My name is Andy Naylor, CEO, founder of Naylor Body Design, host of your Optimal Alpha podcast. We continue our mini-series on sleep. Now, last episode, we covered circadian rhythm, which is something that it doesn't get spoken about a whole lot. But if circadian rhythm is not in place, which is our sleep clock, essentially, everything else is just a waste of time. Now, really super simple. What we're going to do today is I'm going to run you through a list. This is not an exhaustive list, but it's sort of just wrote down really the top things that came to my mind when I consider sleep. We've definitely spoken about some of these things before, possibly some of them we haven't. So it's a list of 25 things in no particular order of priority that I was thinking about as I would either consider how my day is going, supplementation, what's happening through the day, pre-sleep routines, morning routines, the bedroom environment itself, like all of these things were coming to my mind. So this is just going to be a simple list that we're going to run through. Again, in no order, I'll try and give a bit of perspective on each one, but we're going to rattle through this pretty quickly. So number one, wake, sleep, time, consistency. So this goes straight back to our episode that you, was the most recent one before this, which is circadian rhythm. If we do not have our circadian rhythm normalized, like the same, basically going to sleep the same time and waking up the same time every day, within maybe a half an hour window, I think it's fair to say, then everything else that we're going to talk about here is a complete and utter waste of time. So first of all, focus on getting to sleep and waking up within a, a half an hour window every day. And I mean every day. That does include weekends. Don't be shifting things around every day. Number two, morning sunlight. So one of the first things you should be doing in the morning is getting out into natural sunlight, which I know is not easy for certain parts of the world. So if you do live in one of the nice places of the world where there is sunlight in the morning, get out, get it on your skin, get it in your eyes. Okay, that immediately helps to you know, reset that circadian rhythm in stone daily. If you don't have that light, find some light that you can put on your face that's maybe artificial light. You can use certain sort of like, I'm not saying red light therapy, but there are certain types and frequencies of light that replicate the sun. Um, some people use these as lamps that go in the opposite. Well, actually, no, some people use this as lamps to wake us up. I'm trying to think of the name of the lamp now. I did have one, but rather than wake you up with noise as an alarm, it would simulate the sun coming up, but it was a particular hue of lighting, a particular color, a particular frequency. 
So you might want to find something that does that, replicate light, get it in your eyes. Number three, daily routines and healthy habits. Basically, everything that you're doing through the day is going to have some sort of degree of a, an impact on your sleep. Um, that could be you know, drinking enough water. That could be moving enough during the day. That could be a healthy, balanced diet through the day. Just every little habit that you've got through the day is going to have some degree of an impact. It's like kind of saying when we look at a caloric intake and trying to be in a, a, a deficit when we're, when we're trying to lose body fat. And one of the biggest things that people don't realize is most of our calories are burned by just us moving and living through the day, not exercise, not cardio. It's just us being us. Well, this is the same in, I would say that a lot of our sleep is predetermined or the, the quality of our sleep is predetermined by just what, how we live our life. We're very up and down. Are we, you know, are we highly stressed? Are we this? Are we? Consider everything. And the more you can look at just the little things that you're doing through that, you know, screen exposure, getting into arguments, traveling, you know, the environment that you work in, all of these things will lead into being a part of your daily routine and habits. And I'll suggest that they're important. Number four, three, two, one. I mentioned this in the previous episode. I only gave you number three. So three hours pre-bed, I would suggest stop eating. Certainly anything of a major meal. Two hours pre-bed, stop drinking or certainly reduce it right down. One hour pre-bed, get away from any artificial lighting like blue backlit lighting. So phones, TVs, screens, get away from them. If you can't, then obviously if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm showing you a pair. These are, these are one type of blue blocking glasses that I've got. These are not the strongest pair. But you can get yourself good blue blocking glasses that will take away all of the blueness out of the screens that you're looking at. And why is this important? Because it has a negative effect on the production of melatonin and therefore is going to really hinder the quality of your sleep. Number five, avoid stimulants, certainly in about the six hours pre-bed. So the obvious things there, we would caffeine right at the top of the list. Really try and make sure that you are not, first of all, just not consuming too much caffeine and certainly not within six hours pre-bed. Yeah, you might be able to consume caffeine you know, right in late in the day and still get to sleep. But I can assure you it is having a negative impact on the quality of your sleep, the REM, the deep sleep. It's affecting those things. Also, nicotine and we put alcohol. You can, we can think of probably lots of other stimulants, but I'd say they're the main three that you should be limiting anyway. And certainly six hours pre-bed. Number six, turn down the lights. Again, this was we spoke about this in the last episode that we want to sort of replicate essentially what's. What are bodies expecting in terms of a natural wake sleep cycle coming from external light? So it should be the sun, right? So if you're trying, let's say you're trying, your bedtime is nine o'clock. And that sounds early, but that's probably when most humans may need to start thinking about really getting in bed. Well, you might want to start thinking about turning down the lighting in the at two, maybe hour, two hours pre, uh, prior to that. And certainly getting the lighting away from above you because cells that are sensitive to our to light in our eyes are at the bottom or some of them and they are recognizing light above us technically being the sun so how about bring lighting down to low level lamps at head eye level better still candles that would be the that would be the best way bring lighting down replicate a sun setting number seven your bedroom should be dark and as dark as you can get it so um for example i'm i'm in a uh, an apartment at the moment where if I open, I have a sliding door to my um, to my wardrobe where my clothes are hanging, and there's like a little switch, and as you as, as you open it, light comes on, and as you close it, the light goes off. 
And it's not, not a particularly bright light, but the rest of the room is dark. There's nothing. There's no LEDs, no nothing. Now, annoyingly, this little switch isn't working. So when I slide the door across, light is bleeding out around the door. And my God, I know about it. I absolutely am 100% aware that there is light on me. I can, feel, I can feel it on my skin as kind of, I don't know, weird as that sounds. I can feel it on my skin. I can tell that there's light there because I've been so used to sleeping in utter blackness because I've set my bedroom up that way. Get it as dark as you can. Make sure no lights, no LEDs, no standby lights, nothing. Blackout blinds help. Get it as dark as possible. Number eight, make it as quiet as possible. Now, there could be many things here. There could be noisy neighbors. There could be a clock ticking. There could be something making a noise. So for example, again, I can think of something. So in my apartment, I have a little air freshener that pumps down on top of the air freshener every 15 minutes and it makes a noise. And I'm really tuned into this damn noise now. And I, as two, there's one in my, my living area and there's one in the, the, the restroom. And really, I should not have these things because they, every 15 minutes through the night, they're making this noise. Now, it's not particularly loud, but when everything else is silent, I can hear it. And it's having some degree of an effect at some point. So you're looking to have the quietest possible room. Your room, your bedroom also should be colder. It should be cooler and colder than the rest of the, the house, the apartment, whatever. I don't know the exact degree that it wants to be at. That might be different for individuals, but it should be cooler. Okay? That promotes healthy sleep. And also, if you're somebody, this actually isn't on this list, but if you're somebody who wakes up, like I wake up pretty much at three o'clock every morning, go restroom, come back, but not always need the restroom, but I'll normally always wake up. I believe it's my body temperature has risen just ever so slightly at that time in the morning. That could be because melatonin is just starting to dissipate and cortisol is just starting to wake up because that's what's going to wake us up. So there could be a natural body reaction to that, which kind of we, a lot of people wake up in this sort of three-ish area. So what you can do actually is buy mattresses that you can learn, teach, that you can learn, <laughs> that, that learn because you teach them to bring your body temperature down. So the mattress is at a certain temperature when you get in it, but then it's three o'clock, it drops by say eight degrees or two. And that can just help you keep asleep just a little bit more. They're not cheap, but they're really good. And I don't know the name of them, but you can go and search them. Number 10, eye masks. So again, if you're in a room that you can't get absolutely pitch black, wear an eye mask. I wear an eye mask, a really good eye mask, actually, for, for when I nap. Now, a lot of eye masks are just flat fabric. And you stick them on your head and they're like, they push your eyeballs back into your brain, right? Not good. You want to get an eye mask that kind of has a ring that sits around the orbit, sort of like around the outside of your eye and keeps the fabric off your eye. They're not expensive, but certainly if you're going to nap, they will make all the difference. Eye masks. Number 11, earbuds. So for example, my wife will use earbuds if, let's say for example, I'm in a, fuck, let's say for example, I'm in a phase where I'm pushing body weight up, right? So I'm trying to grow muscle. Therefore, I'm eating more food. Therefore, chances are I'm going to snore more. Certainly if I, like, like most men, if I'm lying on my back, there's a chance I'm going to snore. So rather than now wake me up, which doesn't seem to work anyway, my wife wears earbuds so she can get a peaceful night's sleep. But it's, it's a really good example. Again, if you're sleeping, say, around a busy area or at a time, maybe you've got shift work and you're trying to sleep through the day, just get eye mask on, put earbuds in. Like Create the environment internally that is as quiet and as dark as you possibly can. Number 12, in the bedroom, there should be zero electricals. And I do mean zero. There should be nothing in there. There's no re there is no reason for you to have any electrical devices in your bedroom, technically. A bedroom is for two things. One of them is sleeping. There should be no electricals in there. Okay? So it's certainly electricals that have standby lights, because even that, your body is aware that there's a light. But there should be nothing in there. 
Okay, no electricals, no no TV that you watch while you're going to sleep. Like that's the I can't the amount of people that have said to me, oh yeah, no, I tend to watch TV to fall asleep to. Now, there's a number of things wrong with that. One, that's about the worst thing. It's Tim watching something on TV is stimulating. It's you're either following a story or you're making up like thoughts in your mind about what might happen in the next scene or so on and so forth. It's stimulating. But it's also it's blue backlit, so it's gonna stuff up your melatonin. It's like the worst thing possible. Do not do that. Find a better way to relax and fall asleep. There's a gazillion things you could be doing than staring at a telly. But there should be zero electricals. Alphas, I interrupt this show with a simple message. This show is here to benefit you and your progression to the best version of yourself. But not only just you, it's also here to benefit the people around you, your loved ones, your friends, other alphas in your vicinity. So why not do a really cool thing today? something that I would thank you for and maybe someone else would. Share this podcast with at least one other alpha out there who you know would benefit from it. Why not share the information, share the ability for someone else to grow? I'm sure they would thank you. I 100% would absolutely thank you. This podcast only grows by our listeners, our followers doing amazing things like giving us five-star reviews, downloading podcasts, subscribing, and then of course sharing it with other people. I thank you from the bottom of my heart, share it with one person, and of course, drop us a five-star review, download the podcast, and of course, subscribe. And now back to the show. Number 13, phone. Your phone, you, I'm not saying you can't take your phone in because it could be useful to check. Well, you, I, for me, I use phone to, I play certain type of music, like relaxing kind of music, nearly meditation music that I fall asleep to. Uh, and I nearly always fall asleep at exactly the same moment. So I use it for that. And also maybe, you know, just checking the, the time in the morning when it's time to get up. I don't use it for an alarm. Really don't use an alarm. <clears throat> but what you should do is turn that phone onto um, airplane mode so it's not pulling Wi-Fi signal in. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you should not be charging it, an electrical device. So you can have your phone there, but you shouldn't be staring at your phone when going to the sleep, when going to sleep either. Because it's the same as staring at a telly. Your phone is, if you're going to take it in there, it's just for maybe using it as some way of helping you get to sleep, i.e. meditation app, something like that. Also, you can at least check the, the time in the morning. Number 14, no Wi-Fi in the room. So again, that leads back into having your phone and turning it onto airplane mode. So it's not pulling a Wi-Fi signal. I've not researched this much, but it seems pretty clear to me that as we walk around our daily lives, we're hit with all sorts of frequencies, sound frequencies that we can't hear, light frequencies that we can't see, radio frequencies that we know probably absolutely nothing about and wi-fi now i don't know whether certain i honestly do not know technically whether certain degrees of 4g 5g are harmful to us i don't know and i'm not opening that can of worms i don't really want to be bathing in that stuff while i'm trying to sleep i don't want anything around me i just want my body to be as relaxed and as stress free as i can possibly get it or certainly sitting next or lying next to a phone that's pulling constantly some degree of a Wi-Fi towards it while it's updating app apps in the background, just doesn't seem to logically make a lot of sense. So no Wi-Fi. Number 15, the quality of the bed, the mattress and the pillow. Well, it goes without saying, right? The bed itself is just a frame, but that frame or whatever you've got is therefore holding up a mattress and the pillow. The quality of the mattress and the pillow do make a massive difference. Interestingly, I've just ordered a new pillow. I think it's from a company called Envy, and they're particularly shaped. Why? Because they allow your head to lay at just the right angle so you're not getting sort of weird stuff going on in terms of your spine, your neck. I don't know anything about this company. I've just ordered them just to see how I get on with them. So I'm not recommending them, but it, they look pretty good. And I think they're copper infused. 
So there's, there's a lot of cool stuff. Go and look up NB. I'm not affiliated. Definitely worth a look if you're trying to improve sleep and you're looking for a good pillow. See how you get on with them. Mattresses. Generally, I think it's fair to say that most of the time, a firm mattress is going to be best. You don't want something that you're going to sink into and then you're going to get a really weird body posture through the night. You want to be lying on something on a harder side in terms of a mattress. Now, you can, like I said, get mattresses and covers that literally change temperature and, and, and can certainly aid with sleep. They are fair investments. But certainly go and look at them. Number 16, mindfulness. This is like things you can do pre-sleeping. Mindfulness, basically sitting, just focusing on your breath in and out. Most people find it insanely difficult to do. Therefore, you probably ought to do it. But all we're really trying to do is just calm the mind. Stop it racing, thinking, jumping from thought to thought to thought. It can be really useful. What used to happen when I used to meditate a lot, and to be fair, I don't at the moment, but when I did a lot, when I was prepping for shows, I would meditate sort of mid-morning and I would fall asleep. I'd meditate myself to sleep, which I'm not saying that's necessarily the, what's supposed to happen, but that's how relaxing it can be. So med, uh, mindfulness of meditation, number 16. Number 17, gratitude. So it's true to say, probably for a lot of people, that you can get to the end of the day with a lot of stuff in your head and you can be pretty pissed off with the world. This has gone wrong, that's gone wrong, etc you practice gratitude before going to sleep, it can have a profoundly positive impact on you. What I mean by this, so gratitude is this. You simply have maybe a book beside your bed, a pen, and you get to bed at the end of the day, you sit on the side of the bed and you write down five things that you are genuinely grateful for that day. And I do mean you just, they don't have to be major things, they could be simple things. I'm grateful for the pair of glasses that I'm wearing today because they allow me to see and do my work all the way to, I'm grateful for my wife, my husband, for this. No. Write down five things, say them out loud, and genuinely mean it. Because what happens is, you can't be pissed off at the world and grateful at the same time. Really, it's quite hard. You'd have to practice that. So if you put yourself into a really grateful mindset, there is a fair chance that you're going to not feel pissed off and angry at whatever you did. You've set yourself up mentally to relax into sleep. Also, what can help is number 18, which is box breathing, which is sort of somewhere between, or somewhere around mindfulness, I would say. Box breathing is simple. It's the, it's the easiest and possibly most, or the best way that we have to actively bring us or change our autonomic nervous system. So take us from sympathetic tone, fight and flight, to parasympathetic, rest and digest. So if we want to move ourselves along that sort of continuum back from sympathetic to parasympathetic, which I would suggest would be wise, then one of the best things we have is breathing. Box breathing is simple. You breathe nasally in and out, I would suggest, because it's just easier. And you go four seconds in, four seconds hold, four seconds out, and just imagine every worry and stress draining and melting away from you at that point, and it will. And then four seconds hold. So four seconds in, four seconds hold, four seconds out, four seconds hold. Do that for two to three minutes and you will immediately feel more relaxed. There's no question. Number 19, reduce late day stress. Now, this can come in many forms, but it could be arguments with family. It could be working too late. It could be watching films that are like weirdly I know now at the age that I'm at. And I don't know why this is. If I watch really like horror films or really hugely, hugely suspense based films and certainly horror films, my it, I can feel my heart rate go up which it probably did when I was younger, but I feel it go up and I feel more anxious. I'm far more aware of the sensation of anxiety or stress or even some kind of alertness if I'm watching a film like that. 
I actually do not anymore enjoy watching absolute horror films, you know, where, like gory type horror films. I just, I don't find it fun to watch, whereas I did when I was younger. I don't actually, my body doesn't feel like it enjoys the suspense, which means the filmmaker's done a very good job, right? Because that's kind of what they're trying to do. But trying to then watch something like that that really puts you on edge just before going to bed, well, that's stress, okay? That is raising cortisol, which is dampening down melatonin, which is causing you a problem. Also, too much exercise pre-bed. Now, cardio, excessive cardio pre-bed, or really, you know, like within, say, half an hour, an hour of bed. Same with strength training. If you have to do it there, you have to do it there. It is what it is. But if you could choose to put it anywhere else in the day, I would, and really, really maximize those last three hours before you go to sleep. Number 20, um, burning essential oils. I've actually started doing this recently. Obviously, it depends on the quality of the essential oil, but there are some that can really help. Bergamot, ylang-ylang, chamomile. I tend to avoid lavender. Cedarwood, I think, is another one. Uh, a number of these, if you burn them, again, if they're good quality essential oils, can have a really cool impact on, again, just calming. Because, again, if you were to walk into a, you know, a, a good masseur's salon, they would be using scents and possibly essential oils to calm you down while you have a massage. Or you could do the same thing for yourself. Just get a little, I have a little, in fact, I have two burners. Well, they're not burners, but they're producing the sort of vapor from, from the essential oils. I have one sat there to my, my desk right now. And in that one, I have alertness and wake and all those sorts of essential oils and have one in the bedroom that it does exactly the opposite. That can really help. Number 21, noise while you sleep. Now, white noise, pink noise. Again, sometimes people say a fan produces this. So you could, if you were in a really hot place and you could have a fan moving, it kind of just creates like a, it's like a hum. It's not a noise that you can really attach to. It's just there. What it can kind of do is, you know, when you close your eyes and the silence can be bloody deafening, like literally no noise. And all you can kind of hear is like noise that's not there. Well, if that is a, an issue that you get, what you can certainly do is then use what well, you can use. I mean, there's goodness knows how many apps. Quite frankly, an app is the best way to go, I would suggest, because you can control its time and you can have it turn off in, say, 30 minutes after you've turned it off. So you're then sleeping in silence. But you can use these things to create different types of noise. And there will be one that probably really helps you. And it just takes away that sharp edge of absolute silence and just gives that sort of something in the background. But it's not stimulating and keeping you awake. Number 22, few supplements really coming up here. First one would simply be magnesium three and eight. So magnesium is an absolute must for every human on the planet. There are many different types of it. So for example, after I train, I take magnesium glycinate or biglycinate. But before bed, I take magnesium three and eight. Definitely helps calm down the central nervous system and calm lots and lots of body systems. Three and eight seems to be, the three and eight version seems to be one that crosses the um, blood brain barrier a lot better. So I would recommend that. Something I've been taking recently that I'm not really quite sure on yet, which is something called apigenin which is a form of chamomile, like a, like a liquid ingestible chamomile. I've tried two brands. The second one that I'm trying at the moment, I definitely do think I notice. It's as if I, I take it and then I have what, I, what we would describe as sleep pressure. In other words, real drowsiness. But if I don't go to sleep at that point, I seem to come out the other side of it very quickly. Now, that could be that. Could be that. It could be something from a different sleep stack. I'm not sure. But if I'm in a place where I can literally fall asleep and I take well, the little stack that I do, and I just fall asleep at that point, I'm off. But if I'm not ready to go to sleep yet, I seem to come out the other side of it and they seem to have worn off. But apigenin certainly seems to look at. Altheanine, again, super simple, super straightforward, but definitely promotes calmness. These three together, so magnesium, apigenin, and altheanine, those three together can be, they're really simple, they're, you know, they're, they're really cost-effective, but they can certainly help 
Again, just internally to sort of help your body relax, calm down, be ready for sleep. And finally, number 25, wearables. So all this is great. And you will know if you wake up in the morning and, you know, if you feel better and you've slept well, you feel better and you've slept well. Sometimes you don't need anyone or anything to tell you that, but it can be useful to get some data back. So I wear an aura ring. For those of you on YouTube, I'm showing you what that looks like. Ring. An Aura Ring is just a, a, track, a tracking wearable, very much like a Garmin, a Fitbit, an Apple Watch, a Whoop Strap. They all do similar things. I went for an Aura Ring for many different reasons. I think they're great, by the way. And that tracks all sorts of metrics. So, for example, recently, I've changed a bit of a supplement regime that I'm, I was using in a fat loss phase, and I've watched my heart rate drop quite a few beats per minute technically 20 beats per minute down from resting and i've watched my heart rate variability go from sort of 16 17 to into the 40s now i wouldn't technically know that that's happening unless i had something to track it so a wearable can be very useful i would say though there can definitely be some days i wake and i feel great yeah i am ready to go and i feel great but my aura ring tells me mm, you had a really bad night's sleep so me and my aura ring have an argument on a few occasions where i tell it exactly how i feel and it tells me what it thinks happened so take the data with a pinch of salt but data's data it's always good to have and track and we shouldn't get i would say myopically focused on trackable fitness wearing data things but they can be useful it's the same as weighing ourselves is useful i would suggest that we don't get myopically focused on what the scales tell us but it's a metric and we probably ought to be tracking it it's the same with sleep tracking REM tracking deep tracking tracking light the number of hours slept how restless we were this stuff can be useful because if your sleep is bad you want to look at what is the worst area and then put in some sort of intervention whatever that might be one of these hacks for example see if it does something you might know because you might feel better but you might also therefore know because if you look at the depth so i know I wouldn't know while I'm sleeping if my resting heart rate is down 20 beats per minute. Like I wouldn't have a clue. But I'm like, well, it's happening because this is tracking that and I can see it's going down. Well, that's obviously a healthy move, as with my heart rate variability going up. Okay. So also, if you put something in place and you can see that you're less restless through the night, well, that's obviously good. So wearables useful. So there we go, guys. There are my, in no absolutely no order, they are my top sort of 25 sleep hacks and i'm using a mixture in some degree of all of these or i'm certainly conscious of all of these i am not perfect with all of these just like everybody else it's do the best you can you'll never be a hundred percent but do the best you can okay so that's going to finish off today's episode i really hope you've enjoyed this one if you've got any questions of course reach out in any of the socials and i'll be happy to answer and of course if you've enjoyed this then someone you know also might enjoy this please do share the episode and the podcast with them We'll all thank you for it. Take care. Over now. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. We hope that you feel motivated to start making changes in your life so you can see those results that you've been wanting to achieve. Remember, you can do anything you set your mind to. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review and make sure you tell your friends. If you'd like to connect with Andy, you can find him on Instagram at Andy underscore Nailer underscore Pure underscore Elite underscore Pro. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well. Talk to you again soon.